0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Into the Squared Circle podcast, part of the GSJ Multimedia Network production. And I'm your host, GBs, and welcome, where we talk about all things pro wrestling. By the way, this is episode number 15 season number two and before i continue on with this episode follow me on all my social media platforms on facebook twitter twitch and youtube into the squared circle podcast or type in also into the squared circle pod Uh, Again, available on all major social media platforms and also all major podcast outlets wherever you listen to your local podcasts at. And if you're a new listener, hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode each and every week. And if you're a daily listener, thank you very much for listening each and every week. By the way, I do have a Patreon page that will have some exclusive stuff on there in the near future. Uh, I'm just letting you guys know that's going to be set up. Um again, feel free to donate as everything that's coming off of Patreon. Uh again, exclusive content also will be going towards only for this show only. Uh, production wise, equipment wise, because guess what folks? A little sneak peek for the near futures of the episode on his very own podcast. Um, I'm looking to do a little bit more interviews with local independent wrestlers in the Chicagoland area. So stay tuned. Um, this is your little first sneak peek on that's coming up within the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned. Um, but nevertheless, uh, as I mentioned, follow me on my social media platforms, Into the Squared Circle Podcast. And uh, yeah, let's talk about this very episode. And uh, a sad one, but, but it could be more of a positive slash celebration of the life of jerry jarrett jerry jarrett passed away at the age of 80 years old on february 14 2023 um his family released a statement we earliest in the morning on the 14th of february of 2023 announced his passing and jerry jarrett if you don't know his history and you're a pro wrestling fan go back go back and watch the old tapes from the territory days go back and watch tales of the territory the the tv network series you can find on a vice tv those were the golden days of pro wrestling hands down yeah the attitude era was great but the territory days were phenomenal i kind of wish i was born or at least a teenager a high schooler witnessing the territory days especially but jerry jarrett not only a promoter, a businessman, a pro wrestler, but he also was a key figure in the history of pro wrestling. Helped create one of the biggest wrestling feuds in Memphis slash Tennessee history and changed the pro wrestling landscape. what Not a lot of people think about it, but he's a key figure in the pro wrestling history. And a lot of people that work with him describe him as a wrestling genius but nonetheless jerry winston jared born on september 4th in 1942 in nashville tennessee as i mentioned is only up to his death of february 14th of 2023 at the age of 80 and he has four ch- four children including jeff Jarrett. His parent christine jared of course has been part of the the pro wrestling history dating back to what the 60s 70s uh obviously law. Eddie Marlin and his daughter in law Karen Jarrett. Of course, some of the key names he was known as is the Hawaiian Flash. Jerry Jarrett, which we'll get to in a second. Bill this five five foot and eleven inches, two hundred and twenty-seven pounds, trained by Sailor Moran and Tojo Yakamoto. The two men who trained Jerry Jarrett jarrett under as a wrestler debuted back in 1965 and retired as a wrestler in 1988 so he began his wrestling career not as a wrestler but before he became a wrestler he was working as a referee in the 1960s all right and apparently this was part under the roy welsh nick Goulis. Uh, wrestling promotion back in the 60s and as i mentioned he was trained by his friend tojo yamamoto and veteran wrestler sailor moran now his first match was in missouri in 1965 after debuting jared formed a tag team with yamamoto jared spent the first years in his career performing performing primarily for the nwa mid-america between 1970 and 1976 he won the nwa mid-american tag team champion once and the nwa world tag team championship of uh, the mid-america version once and the nwa southern tag team champion 10 times impressive for that short time a period of time that's impressive uh performed for nick Gulas' southern southern eastern championship wrestling promotion holding that holding the nwa tennessee tag team championship in 1975 from there he departed from nick gula's and roy welch promotion and he founded in 1977 a lot of the southern wrestling fans know cwa or the continental wrestle wrestling associations so a continental wrestling association in addition to booking the promotion he was also also occasionally wrestled jared and Yamamoto became the inaugural cwa world tag team champions in july of 1980 losing the champion to austin idol and dutch mantel the following month in 1985 jared briefly wrestled under a mask known as as i mentioned the beginning of this the hawaiian flash Jarrett formally retired in 1988 although he broke his retirement in the mid-1990s to wrestle on a number of occasions for the uswa united states wrestling association now let's talk about his promoting career, career which he got his knowledge and his respect to all the wrestlers began started as I mentioned, 1977, founding the CWA. Uh again, he began promoting wrestling shows on behalf of Gulas in the Memphis area. After a dispute with Gulas, as I mentioned, as they departed, and Jeff Jarrett, uh, not Jeff Jarrett, Jerry Jarrett started the CWA with the support of Buddy Fuller, Jerry Lawler, and Jarrett's mother, Jared built for the CWA and secession promotion staging events. Each Monday, the regularly sold out the Mid-South Coliseum. So that's when the territories were hot back then. The Mid-South Coliseum, uh, the Louisville Gardens. So they were selling out the gardens back then. 1979, the Freebirds wanted Jerry to allow them to play Freebird under interest. entrance. Uh, they're, they're the first tried in the Mid-South Coliseum along with the twirling of the house spotlights. So uh, Jared became one of the first promoters to use music and videos to promote his roster of wrestlers. So again, talk about changing the pro wrestling landscape, doing something that no other wrestling promoters at the time were doing. That was unique. a uh, groundbreaker. So music and videos to promote his wrestlers at the late 70s, early 80s? Come on. Groundbreaking. Thank you to Jerry Jarrett. So in eight, 1984, Jarrett entered a talent exchange with Bill Watt's Mid-South Wrestling Promotion. Uh, Jarrett and Lawler air, uh, advised Watts to bring more young performers into his territory to attract a younger generation of fans, especially females, since they're bringing their boyfriends to the show. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's what was part of the wrestling industry back in the day, man. So 19, 1988, Jared entered talks with Vern Gagne, Gagne who's part of the, uh, the AWA promotion, which is based off out of Minneapolis, wrestled, uh, obviously, northern Illinois, like Chicago, so Chicago was huge for the AWA. And uh, we're also Minneapolis, uh, Indianapolis, I think northern half of Indiana. Uh, Indiana had the AWA, Minneapolis. I'm not sure Michigan was part of the territories. But nonetheless, Jared and said enter a merger with Dallas, Texas-based World Class Championship Wrestling, WCCW. Fans knows with The Undertaker. Mark Calloway used to work for the WCCW. Uh, Stone Cold, his his grassroots came from there. The Von Ericks and so many wrestlers. Uh, and then eventually they created the USWA, which we'll get to it in a second here um but yeah that eventually became a merger with the uswa um the united states wrestling association began promoting shows in tennessee's and texas in 1989 with Jerry aspiring to take the promotion national And in the 1990 wccw withdrew from the uswa after a venture uh revenue dispute folding shortly afterwards in 1992 the uswa began italic exchange program with the uh, wwf now the, known as the wwe by the 1990s the mid-1990s to be exact attendance at the mid-south coliseum has fallen sharply and 95 Jerry sold his stake in the promotion to jerry lawler and larry burton so that's when the territories were slowly declining uh, they were being bought up either by vince mcmahon majority of it and uh, pretty much or not talents promotions territories were falling apart and a lot of their top wrestlers were moving out to either wcw or ww so ever since s- selling the uswa to jerry lawler and Larry burt uh Jarrett pretty much worked as a consultant for the wwf and wcw in the 90s now back in 2001 Jarrett put together proposals for acquisition for wcw Uh, Obviously, there were talks about WCW folding. Eventually, WWF acquired it and uh, bought the company. So, here we are. It's 2002. WWF bought WCW and ECW. Two years of no competition against the WWF. Well, guess what Jerry Jarrett did? Well, Him and his son, Jeff Jarrett, attempted to fill with the formation of the NWA, NWA, or the National Wrestling Alliance TNA total Nonstop action on May 9th of 2022 not 2022 2002 the Jarrett's announced the formation of J Sports and Entertainment JSE are the parent company of NWA TNA a new professional wrestling promotion that began airing weekly pay-per-views on demand June 19, 20. 2002 so in october 2002 jsc sold a 72 percent controlling interest in nwa tna to panda and energy and Jarrett remained part of the tna management team until depart in late 2005 over a dispute about the direction of the company and since then uh, he's been kind of going in and out uh within pro wrestling obviously in the wwe here and there but that's it uh he pretty much helped build tna with his son jeff jeff pretty much led at least the majority of it and eventually gave it to dixie carter uh but i won't get into tna this is about jerry jarrett and my last memory of jerry jarrett was seeing him on the rick flair's final retirement he was backstage with his son jeff jarrett and jerry lawler which was awesome all in the same room backstage on rick flair's final match back in 2022 which is just phenomenal but again as i mentioned a key figure in the pro wrestling industry uh mostly between jerry Jarrett and jerry lawler uh both guys booking back in the days down in memphis over in the tennessee area so hands down one of the great promoters businessman wrestler a family man and the father hands down in his championship career just as i mentioned USAWA, uh a memphis wrestling hall of fame class of 94 uh the wrestling Zerber hall of fame 2018 uh southern eastern championship wrestling the nwa mid-america as i mentioned numerous tag team champions the nwa hall of famer of 2009 uh the cwa world champion one time with Tojo Yakamoto, not a wwe hall of famer definitely should be and there's been reports and rightfully should be in the hall of fame in the wwe my personal opinion so i'm going to ask you the listener do you have any memories of seeing jerry on the screen or behind the scenes have you met jerry um again into the squared circle podcast on facebook twitter, twitter twitch YouTube and Instagram I posted a a photo of you know Jerry Jarrett on my social media platforms feel free to comment your memories and thoughts of Jerry Jarrett and I want to send my condolences to the Jarrett family his close friends he touched all over the world especially in pro wrestling and his fans rest in peace Jerry hey if you're a fan of inside the squared circle podcast feel free to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode each and every week. And yes, the Inside the Squared Circle podcast has five social media platforms. That's right. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, and Instagram. Follow us at Inside the Squared Circle podcast. Inside the Squared Circle podcast is part of GSJ Multimedia Production. Also part of the GSJ Multimedia Production Network. And if you're a fan of rock, hard rock, and heavy metal, Check out A Lesson and Headbanging Podcast with GBs, also part of the GSJ Multimedia Production Network.